0: Welcome. This is the Life Habits Podcast Series, and my name is Carl Vredenberg. This is the series that helps you to learn new habits to optimize your life and to stay sane in this crazy world. This is episode number 22, and the topic for today is Stop Procrastinating. This is a topic that if you think of all the other things that we've talked about in this series, all of them can be compromised if you don't have a really good handle on procrastination. So that's the topic for today and I'd like to start off by giving you some of the ideas from some other people via some famous quotes. Let's start off with one by Wayne Dyer who says, procrastination is one of the most common and deadliest of diseases and its toll on success and happiness is heavy. Benjamin Franklin says, you may delay but time will not, and lost time is never found again. Abraham Lincoln says, things may come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. Napoleon Hill says, don't wait, the time will never be just right. Martin Luther King Jr. says, you don't have to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. A proverb goes, one of these days, is none of these days. And finally, an unknown author says, I always wanted to be a procrastinator, but I never got around to it. So some interesting ideas to get us started this time round on this very important uh, topic. And as with many of the topics that I talk about in this series, tend to have certain people have uh, these problems in a greater, uh, to a greater degree than others. And Others uh, tend to not have as much of a problem with it, but the feedback that I've received from a number of you suggests that virtually everybody has some degree of a challenge with any of these topics that we've been talking about and can glean some benefits from some new ideas for things to try and habits to develop that can make you even more effective in each of these areas and so this is an area where as the quotes that i just described is it really a an area that can really compromise success it can compromise relationships it can compromise your overall effectiveness if you don't have a handle on procrastination and that is the putting off of getting certain things done at the time that they should be uh, taken care of and done so I'd like to go through a list of 10 ideas that I'd like to suggest that you try, which starts off with, the number one is now very common in the sessions that we've been doing together. The number one is to understand. Understand essentially the context of the situations in which you tend to procrastinate. You wanna now look at lists of the types of events and the types of projects that you find yourself procrastinating on and try to understand why that is. Is it just that you've got way too much on your plate? You don't get around to it? Is there a certain characteristic of particular activities that you tend to procrastinate on that is a common theme? Is there something that you can understand when you consider the various aspects of your life and the way that you actually carry them out Is there something, is there a theme around the ones that you procrastinate on? If there is, then you can look specifically at that particular item and focus on it specifically. Now, a number of people find, and this is number two, that they tend to just have too complicated a life. They tend to be too busy to get to a number of things. And so procrastination ends up being something where... You can carry out certain activities uh, and uh, leave others behind. And some of those other ones that you leave behind often are the ones that are even more important than the ones that you do. That's a very common experience. So the approach to solving that problem is uh, one of going through the podcast that we did most recently on simplifying your life. During that podcast, I talked about the concept of uh, looking at the activities that you do during a week and determining which ones you're spending a lot of time on, which ones you're not, which ones are are scheduled versus which ones are interruptions, and suggest that a whole approach that you can go back to listen to if you haven't done so uh, already. And if you have uh, listened to it, you might want to listen to it again to go through the whole process of identifying based on the priorities that you think are most important to your life that we talked about in the first episode, and prioritize the work that you do based on its importance, and then to also drop out items that were not that important. We talked about a number of other ideas like delegation, like to deal with those. So if you've gone through the process of simplifying your life, given the suggestions that I went through in that podcast episode, You'll now be in a situation where you've got more time to deal with the things that are most important in your life. Now, once you've even done that analysis and come up with the new plan, you have to also catch yourself in doing, and that's why I said the number one item was to understand, you want to really catch yourself from doing a very common thing that many people do, and that is to procrastinate on something that is hard or something that you're really trying to avoid, And instead be doing all kinds of things that aren't that important, you know, rather than, you know, writing that really important term paper or doing that very important presentation, uh, you find yourself instead going and uh, cleaning up the house or doing some uh, other activity that uh, is actually in the bigger scheme of things when you do the overall analysis, not as important but it's something that you can do more easily. So if you go through and identify which items you really want to focus on as the most important activities and you've taken that and put it at the right priority, as we talked about in the simplifying life episode, then you're now set to be more effective at preventing yourself from procrastinating. So number three is now to take those activities that you've identified and subdivide them. Often, the items that we procrastinate on just seem too daunting. The reasons why we do some of those other activities that I just mentioned is because they, they're they're straightforward to take care of. They're things you can do in your sleep. They're things that you can do while doing any number of other things. Often, the things that we procrastinate on are things that just feel way too big. And so we avoid getting to them. One of the ways to more effectively deal with that and prevent the procrastination is to subdivide those tasks so that you're not working on this huge project. You may be just dealing with, you know, writing the introduction and then uh, of the term paper, let's say, or uh, getting the first couple of charts of a presentation, you know, done, uh, etc. So you want to subdivide the tasks and identify them in logical chunks so that the the overall project doesn't seem daunting and just this humongous one uh, item to deliver. Number four is to set mini deadlines as well. So you've now subdivided that larger daunting task into appropriate logical chunks. And now you want to set yourself these mini deadlines to get you to deliver on and make much more manageable the schedule of delivering those uh, subtasks and if you divide up the tasks and you've now set up smaller deadlines that huge you know overpowering you know task that you were really really dreading now is just a bunch of small tasks that are able to be done and can be done in a logical period of time, so you don't have this big, looming, huge deadline. You just have these little ones that you've set for yourself. Now, number five is to make deadlines public. One of the ways to really motivate yourself, and there are some individual differences in this, so you want to consider whether this is appropriate for you, but many people find that once they've made some commitment public, they're more likely to Uh, work hard at achieving it. So if you just have your internal sort of objectives of getting a particular piece of work done by a certain date, let's say, you may well not stick to that because if you miss that date, hey, it's only you that you're answerable, answerable to. If you've made that deadline more public, then you're going to want to save face. You're going to want to make sure that you actually deliver on that commitment because other people are aware of it as well. So where appropriate for the kind of deliverables that you're working on, try to make public your mini deadlines. So you, again, aren't going to get yourself into just stating the end goal deadline, because that'll just freak you out. It'll make you even more likely to procrastinate. What you want to do is actually identify one of those mini goals or each of the mini goals, make those more public and then deliver on them number six is put it in your face and what that's all about is making these mini tasks and these deadlines really obvious to you so you can't hide so that they're always there directly in front of you whether that means putting reminders places whether that's means if you're using a computer on a regular basis that you use the electronic post-it notes that i've talked about in the past directly on your desktop of your computer so that you have a reminder constantly that this is the commitment that you made to yourself and others and that you'd like to work on delivering uh, a particular item by a particular date if you have a lot of that more you know directly available to you at all times you're more likely to not be able to get yourself into that procrastination mode because it'll be directly there in your face. So you don't want to have any opportunity for being able to uh, ignore the primary task that you know you need to deliver on by making it really, really uh, obvious and uh, in your face all of the time. Number seven is to remove distractions. Again, as I talked about before, the temptation is often when you're trying to do, or when you need to do an activity that is somehow really problematic for you. It's got some; it's really important, and as a result, you're you're really kind of concerned about working on it. Or, like I said before, it's a really large uh, effort. You've now subdivided it to really optimize for the likelihood of delivering these mini tasks, these subdivided elements of your your biggest uh, task in logical chunks and in particular times, you're going to increase the likelihood if you remove the distractions. Okay, so what you want to do then is to remove the distractions, especially the ones that you know you're going to likely resort to uh, engaging in instead of doing the primary task that you really know you need to do in order to deliver on the project you're trying not to pro- procrastinate on. So if you know that there are particular distractions, like if you have email uh, around, if you have you know, Facebook or MySpace or Twitter, any number of things uh, electronic, or if you've got the TV around or you have the likelihood that somebody's going to you know, uh, call you, you might want to hear try to understand which of those distractions really get you off the mark which kinds of things do you engage in instead of working on the primary thing you need to be working on and eliminate those distractions so if for example it's uh tending to email or facebook or whatever turn those off you know block yourself from those for let's say a three hour period of time that you're just going to work on that term report or you're going to work on, you know, a presentation or whatever. During the overall time period that you're going to be working on that, block all of those distractions and don't allow yourself to turn those things back on until you've completed the work. And of course, as I said earlier, it's not that you're only, you're going to do that until the entire project is done. No, no. You've now set up these subtasks, these subdivisions of the overall task that are much more manageable and that have, you know, mini deadlines. You now want to make sure that you get rid of all the distraction in order to get the work done for one of those mini deadlines for the subtask that you're, you've identified. And then once you've finished that, then you can turn those things back on again and engage in them and the like. But understand what things really distract you, what things are the things that are real gotchas that you can find yourself, you know, an hour or two later finding that you've just gotten completely sucked into something that may be very particular to you. You want to understand what that is and to eliminate those distractions during the time that you're going to be delivering this very important thing that you've identified that you'd like to make sure that you don't succumb to procrastination with. Number eight is to reward yourself. We've said this many, many times that it's an interesting phenomenon that the human being and uh, like many other animals uh, tends to react to reinforcement, that is, positive outcomes uh, that we experience after we have done something. And um, we tend to increase the likelihood or the occurrence of things that have yielded a positive outcome afterwards. We tend to decrease things that uh, yield negative uh, outcomes. So in cases like this, even if we reward ourselves for having completed a subtask uh, by the mini deadline that you set for yourself, that still has a really positive outcome. So it might be that you finish that subtask and, you know, the time for that mini deadline that you set for yourself, and you might now want to reward yourself by engaging in some of that other thing, the distractions that we talked about before, or you might want to just, you know, get yourself something, have some period of time where you actually will reward yourself with the things that you actually really enjoy. So don't don't force yourself to constantly be working and 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 that's, that's that's a recipe for disaster really if we only have this one huge project we don't do subdivide it etc and just think that we need to just work like crazy in order to get it done that typically doesn't work if you do the subdivision as i talked about on this episode and you also reward yourself for meeting the deadlines for those subtasks you're going to be much much more likely to complete the next of these subtasks by its mini deadline as well, if you do take a breather and if you do reward yourself for having achieved that you know piece of work. So rewarding yourself is critically important to being effective in this area. And the worst thing you can do is to, uh, like I said before, just keep working like crazy on something and being heads down on it constantly and burning out at it. And what ha- what happens next time that you're going to go work on a project like that if you had that kind of outcome? Well, you're likely not going to be persevering. You're not likely not going to be doing it the way that you really should be. You'll likely be succumbing to procrastination because it was a bad experience last time, right? So in addition to rewarding yourself, you want to also... Very important here, this is number nine, is to internalize non procrastination. It tends to be a cycle here that if you have a tendency toward procrastination for particularly important things, which is often the case, then you get this image of yourself as being a procrastinator. And you start to tell yourself that that's the case. So if you then experience the next activity that needs to be done, you now bring to that activity your own self-concept as somebody who tends to procrastinate, and that ends up being a self-fulfilling prophecy. If now you've done what I've just gone through for the first number of items here, subdivided the larger task into smaller tasks, delivered these subtasks in... Uh, line with the mini deadlines you put for yourself and you've rewarded yourself for those. Now you want to start to realize that, hey, you know what? You know, you're not actually a procrastinator. You're, you're actually good at this. You can actually deliver things on time in delivering them in the way that we've just talked. And you should start to internalize that you're the kind of person that doesn't delay you're not the kind of person that procrastinates no you're the the kind of person that actually can pull this off and you can actually do this on a regular basis once you start to internalize you'll also be even more effective the next time you have a project to do and you won't succumb to the procrastination you instead will get into this habit after you've done this a number of times as you know it'll become a habit The next time you have a large project, say, okay, how am I gonna approach this? Am I gonna delay it all? No, no, I'm not the kind of person that does that. No, what do I do? I subdivide it into logical chunks, the first activity I do. And you know what? Even that subdivising those those tasks rewards yourself for that and say, look, you know what? I'm approaching this in a sensible way. And I'm gonna be effective at doing this because I'm the kind of person that can actually deliver this really well. So once you start to internalize the fact that you're not a procrastinator you're going to be that much more effective at each of these kinds of activities in the future and number 10 you want to start to generalize that so you now have an approach that you've done on let's say this first project that you've identified and carried out in the way that i've just described you now want to start to apply it to all kinds of other things in your life because likely you don't just procrastinate on one particular activity, you might do it on a number of others as well. You wanna get good at not procrastinating on any number of other activities in your life. So once you've been successful with carrying out a number of projects, or the first one at least, and you've uh, had success with that, then you want to start to generalize. And as I have always pointed out here as well, as we go through the process of learning new skills, we need to learn them, we need to practice them on a regular basis. We're going to make some errors. There're going to be times when you know, you've succumbed to that procrastination again. But instead of you know wallowing in the understanding that, yeah, yeah see, here you are being a procrastinator again. Instead, you want to just realize that, ah, there will be mistakes. There will be times when you're not going to be as effective as you would like to be because you're learning a new skill. Just like when you're learning to ride a bike. Do you know how to ride it perfectly the first time? Absolutely not, right? The first few times through, it's hard to get balance. You know, sure, you're going to be falling off some of the time. Do you give up? No. No. What do you do instead? You try to learn from those mistakes. You realize that, ah, you're falling off the bike because, you know, you're just not getting enough speed, you know, or you're just not getting the handle on, you know, the balance effectively or whatever it is. You now look back and realize what kinds of mid-course corrections you need to make in order to be more effective. Then the next time you try that skill and you practice it more, you're going to be that much more effective at it. And after you've done that a number of times, it usually takes, you know, several iterations through a skill in order to really get good at it. It depends on which skill, but, you know, the general uh, guidance is that it takes something like 30 days to really develop a skill into a habit. You know, generalizations like that are kind of hard sometimes because it really depends on the skill. But what it does do, take is to really practice this have instances where you you know have some uh, errors with it you learn from those mistakes and errors and you're more and more effective after you do that a number of times with a number of different types of activities you're going to start to become really effective at being effective and efficient in what you do and won't succumb to procrastination so this approach then is to uh, handle, as I said earlier, a really challenging aspect of many people's lives in not being able to focus appropriately on carrying out especially really important activities and as a result have all kinds of negative consequences. So this episode today then was taking you through this list of 10 ideas that I'd like to suggest, as we always do, that you actually try this coming week. So identify a particular project that you have going on right now, an activity that you are procrastinating on, and go through these 10 items. Go through and identify how you can divide it up, how are you going to schedule that? you're going to reward yourself for it. you're going to remove the distractions you're going to look back and generalize what it is that you've done on this project and internalize it as well. So this week, choose something that you can apply your newfound ideas that you've learned here on how to approach the avoidance of procrastination in carrying out important activities in your life. So, that's the topic for today. I'd like to uh, also encourage you to continue to provide feedback. I know I've been getting a number of bits of feedback from a number of you. I wanted to uh, also mention that I got uh, feedback from Eric. I had asked a couple of episodes ago whether the idea of doing daily, shorter daily podcasts of a length of like five to eight minutes uh, would be something that you all would appreciate uh, rather than the 30 to 40 minute once a week, typically once a week duration, whether that format was preferable. And I got a number of uh, items of feedback on that and pretty well all uh, preferring the longer format, the 30 to 40 minutes in a, in a typical uh, response uh, was one of a representative one was from Eric who wrote hi Carl the longer format of the podcast actually works pretty well a five minutes long podcast would be too short in my opinion keep up the good work Eric so Eric thanks so much for that feedback and again I uh try to satisfy the ways in which you all would like to have this information and so will be continuing to provide the longer format, the 30 to 40 typically uh, length uh, topics on a single topic and it'll including the quotes, including the uh, top 10 ideas for addressing that topic in the session. So thanks for the feedback on that. We'll continue to use this format as a result. And would like to encourage you all to continue to give me feedback. And uh, you can do that by writing to me at lifehabits at gmail.com. You can also go to the show notes site, which is at lifehabits.net. You can also go to iTunes and look for the podcast in there. Uh, And uh, you can search on Life Habits. You can search on my name and you'll find the podcast in there. And you can provide a rating and a comment there as well. So that's the session for today. I'd like to, again, thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you all next time. Bye for now.